What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant where tirades and passion please for your Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they finally have a home once again uh, because uh, we're back. That's right. You guys have been listening to some of those other Red Wings podcasts and their terrible takes and you missed our terrible takes. Well, we're back to give you yeah. some terrible takes straight out of Metro Detroit. We're out of Larkin's hometown. We're one of us. We're one neighborhood. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say exactly where I live. I'm not a celebrity. One neighborhood away from Nicholas Lindstrom Drive. We're just surrounded by the Red Wings. Isn't it Nick Lindstrom Drive? Oh, that's right. (laughs) I think it's Nick. uh, Speaking of Lids, where's your hat? Oh, God. Do the old uh, TikTok. Where's your uniform? And I got to do the squeaky shoes out of. Oh boy, here we go. Give Matt 45 minutes, pick a hat. Other day, so I'm in a Cubs hat. I didn't know he even liked baseball, let alone a Cubs. There he is. He's got his. All right, we're back. NHL shield back. Thank goodness. Oh, I got um, one of my hats. So I, I, my vacation, I went down to Naples. Mm-hmm. And um, this is Humble probably Brack. what most of this episode will be, ladies and is gentlemen. Is it pronounced Naples or Nipples? I never get it. <laughs> all right. It's based on all the old folks that are there and the gentlemen. Hanging around. Yeah. It's Nipples. Um, it was so... The ocean water was <clears throat> hot. It was hot. Yeah. Folks, um, we're in trouble. So the oceans are <laughs> boiling is basically what Matt's getting at. Yes. Did you see the the post? Uh, like it was, I think it was right while I was on vacation that um, internationally, outside of the United States, they've they're going to start terming it not as global warming but global boiling. And that was at the time that I was sticking my tootsies into the ocean, and it was hot. We had a we had a uh, we rented like an Airbnb that had a pool, and that was hot. It was just, it was rough. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's getting toasty out there, Matt. Um, it does look like it's probably the end times. Uh, Jared, Jared was very excited. Finally, the mic finally show. The mic show. Um, <laughs> Blake, what's going on? Blake, I just saw that you uh, you followed us on X. That's right. Are we calling it, uh, are, boys, are we calling it X? I don't know if I'm ever going to call it X. I will probably stop using it before I call it X. I'm really close to never using it. I'm guys, I love you. I think we need a Discord because I'd rather just chat with you guys about hockey instead of having an X account. I think Jared's recommended it a couple of times. Well, I think it's tough because I have so many other X accounts. You know, I got my X videos, my X <laughs> I can't keep track of another X. 
That's too many. Uh, did you get my text message earlier today with the bookmark that was saved on my Google? Yes. I'm very <laughs> proud of you, Matt. Uh, also, uh, can't believe I said it was a, 115 here. Uh, so late July, August, breaking news. It gets hot in the summer. Uh, but our concern again is that the oceans are boiling. Um, Matt, I don't know Very if we hot. want to talk some hockey on this hockey podcast, but uh, it feels like this off season is no longer at a boil. Um, it looks like it's at a little bit of a maybe a simmer on the little bit on the back burner there, Matt. Looks like it's already done cooking. Um, is the Red Wing hot stove? Is that over? I think so. I I kind of put in the uh, show description like I was like. I think we're, this is it. Like we're, we're going into training camp with what we're looking at here. Like, uh, you know, to go, go back an episode. We were maybe a few days into, um, the actual trade of to So we were, we were like, let's tackle it with like depth charts. Um, and I remember, I think the biggest thing we got in trouble for was not putting Klim <laughs> any of our depth charts and i was like yeah 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 bottom six who cares whatever Clem burner accounts we're not <laughs> doing a, are, a damn thing right so are we done with the top six well let's not even put it that way because i hope we're not like you know it would be cool to do something else but i think i'll i think yes this is what we're sailing into training camp with right like maybe we're not looking at it and like okay new mindset for next season it's just kind of like um Duncan and duncan you know a few points here or there and um just not we're in a group right now right of how many how many teams are, are we going to be well let's uh, let's let's add this caveat too because you and i are basically coming to the consensus is this it is this it when you have alex to uh jt Comfer. <laughs> Robbie Fabry coming back from injury. Clem Costin. Daniel Sprung. Christian Fisher. Uh, potentially Berger. And actually, he's going from start to finish. Uh, then you got the the scary ghost bear himself. Uh, Justin, don't call me whole. Uh, it's a... And James... And James Reimer. I hate saying that guy. Where's the goalie <laughs> that we like? I just mean that it's a lot of turnover. This is a lot of new pieces um, in one offseason, Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah Pretty hopefully... robust. Hopefully we're talking Alex Lyon. I'd be really cool if Kosa was just like, you know, guys, I'm going to shut out all the way through training camp. So, okay. But here, here's the point I was coming to like Boston, uh, Bergeron retired, right? So they're going to take a step back. Tampa, I think is also taking a step back. Okay. Now I, I'm not saying that those playoff spots are open. What I think our mindset's going to have to be is at best number three spot in the Atlantic. And then we're fighting for either a wild card spot or a division spot, right? For a playoff spot again. Uh with the Rangers, Tampa, the Islanders, Florida. I think Pittsburgh will get mixed in there. Yeah. Obviously Buffalo and our new least favorite team in the league, Ottawa. And I think we'd be silly if we didn't include the Washington Capitals in there too. They're not taking steps back, but yeah, or, or I'm sorry, taking steps forward. But I, I mean, they're right there in that mix. I think it's totally fair to mix them in that. 
I and then you've got maybe a surprise coming out of between Philly, Montreal, and Columbus. Like for sure. Do you go into this upcoming season and expect a surprise? No. If you're looking at any one of those teams and calling out the surprise, you're crazy. But it will happen. So there's going to be all these teams that we could all justifiably predict can be in some way, shape, or form in this battle. Uh, And then I think there's going to be one surprise. There always is. I can't put a finger on it. Maybe Fantilli makes the difference for Columbus. I mean, Columbus has been getting a lot of good draft picks these last few years. So maybe we're, maybe they're finally going to take a big jump here. Maybe not, but I'm just throwing it out there. But anyway, um, man, that's why that's, that's, that's kind of, does that point make sense? What I'm coming to, like, we, we are going to be in a battle with like 10 teams for a couple of playoff spots. So like even chance, like just statistical chances that it winds up in our favor. I do agree that we, you know, there's like cup contender and there's a, like guaranteed playoff team. Oh, and then Chewy, I I love you. Just real quick, uh, he's throwing in for the Blue Jackets. He thinks Babcock will help them. I, you giggle. I think Chewy's right. I think in the long run he doesn't he helps help them, them find. But I think he helps them make a jump fired. this season. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Um, but sorry, I jumped on. I jumped on you. No, um, I guess. I guess my question was because we we you know it's it's kind of a light time for topics and um i don't know if this is really the time to do it you know now that the off seasons are mostly done and by saying the off season's mostly done i'm saying that tarasenko signed with ottawa um (laughs) (laughs) what do you think is the you know because we're that third i'd say we're that third third tier not a cup contender not a guaranteed playoff like that next tier down so not complete toilet either. And I don't think we're in the floundering spot, which is by far the worst spot. So I think we've upgraded there. But is our measuring stick, are we, is there a certain team you're looking at? Because for me, I do feel like the strongest case to be made is probably Ottawa. Um, with like the average age of their team. Um, they've been in a similar position as us, right? Draft pick wise the past, what, five years um they've uh definitely splurged on some guys and uh you know they have some red wing alumni hey kublik um every time i see shabbat i think oh we picked the wrong show um and then they got my boy tarasenko who i very badly wanted um and then you know we got stutzla coming from the you know the, the raymond draft right um so yeah, I mean, is that is that interesting to like make them the measuring stick when they also haven't accomplished anything, but it feels like they're on the same trajectory? Is that maybe the the way to look at this? Because I, I, you know, you could pick like Pittsburgh, who's been you know on the you know basically that that playoff team a little bit like the Red Wings were when they had that you know twenty year stretch. But now other guys are old, so I don't I don't feel like that for just as a counterexample. I don't think that's a good measuring stick. I feel like you know probably Ottawa with their trajectory, average age of team that they've been neck and neck with us in every draft. That might be the number one. So you're just asking, mm, 
Are you asking you just want to have a battle with Ottawa throughout the season and just make sure we're on top of them or in lockstep? God, I, I, I hope it's a battle. Um, I know they pantsed us um, and ruined our lives. Um, I, I guess the reason I had that follow-up question was absolutely there. We're in this group, and Iserman said this in a couple of press conferences, but we're in this group with like Ottawa and Buffalo where it's like that is the next generation. Boston's going to make a step back. Tampa's going to have to really reset soon as their vets continue to age. And Toronto, this is it, right? Like if they've got some major decisions coming up next offseason. So then what happens not only in the conference, but specifically in our division and the way that, I mean, if you're going through puck soup, the hockey news, TSN, Sportsnet, like this is what you're seeing in the next couple of years will be those battles, you know, above the wild card spot, division battles. It's going to be led by, maybe I shouldn't say led, maybe like two out of three of those are going to make it out of the pack. And I think Buffalo has done enough to kind of stand on top. So maybe what you're looking at is like, who's going to make the moves here? And I think it's it's that top six move that's really going to push one of these teams or one, you know, one of our prospects really lays into being a superstar across the league for uh, Ottawa or Detroit. So I think you're waiting to see which one of those teams is going to have one of their prospects move into that role or make a major trade to bring in that next huge name. And no, it was not Tarasenko, Mike. But um, one of those two, you know, those two teams are going to fight. And one of them is going to have stories written about them, about where it all went wrong. Like, what was the decision that was ultimately the failing? And then the other the other one will do what they're supposed to. They've done the rebuild. And now they'll go for playoff battles. You know, and I, I think I do think it's fair, like a team like Buffalo that has a Tage Thompson like that is your superstar like not only in production and ability but that kid is super marketable at being 12 feet tall like (laughs) like that they've nailed it like they've done something special there on accident you know i i would say because when you know tage was getting moved i think we're all like oh wow good for buffalo for landing a pretty reasonable contract you know let's see how this works out and then he just blows up and now they have this Super like like I'm gonna I'm gonna sound insane right now. Superstar Tage getting a very reasonable contract. They've got some some high level defensemen. Mike Buffalo kind of looks like Colorado a couple years ago if things continue to progress in the right direction. I know I sound insane. This is where people go. Wow, hot takes uh, real shit from Red Wings rant. But that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a potential Colorado avalanche with the Tage Thompson being so ju- contract <laughs> with Tage Thompson being so juicy, this <laughs> contract being so juicy and the salary cap about to go through the roof. Like Buffalo's in a real tasty position. No, that doesn't say the Red Wings aren't, but you look up and down that roster and nobody's, nobody's made that move in my opinion to be the Tage Thompson. Um, I think you have a guy you have guys that could do that. You have guys that are like a Dylan Larkin that are pivotal. 
pivotal pillars. Pivotable. They're pivotable because they can go into different roles, right? They're they're pivotal pillars for this team, but for this team. Tage, you could pop anywhere. Tage Thompson is just super duper star wherever you put him. Um does that I, I'm I might make some people angry here because I've seen a lot of question marks. Well, I think one uh, other uh I think one other point to um <laughs> shut up, about. Jared. Welcome to Sabres Brand. Um, <laughs> the reason that I kind of like your Buffalo pick, um, not just that, uh, Matt, would you rather have Tage or would you rather have Stutzla? Tage Thompson. Yeah. The other thing, too, is like Ottawa's done. That's it. Okay. This is our team. Uh, they're at, uh, their cap space is like under a mil right now. And next year mm-hmm. they're going to have about 21 mil. It's embarrassing. Buffalo is. <laughs> Well, Buffalo's locked up their, you know, their superstars. And then next year, they're going to have, I, I can't even believe, right now they have six mil available. Next year, they're going to have 46 effing million dollars available, <laughs> which is about as sexy as uh, what we had when we signed, uh, you know, With- another Andrew Cop. So I'm just saying, in, in what could be a pretty thrilling offseason, looking at you, Toronto, um, those guys are going to have giant sacks of money that they can throw around. And our, our situation's good too, right? We're going to have 33 mm-hmm. mil. Um, but if you're now sizing up of, the lineups, uh, it's, both of these teams that you're talking about, you're going to have to pay Rasmus Dahlin, Owen power. And of course with the wing dings, we've got some huge contracts that uh, you and I have discussed. Uh, just, I don't know, maybe once or 20 times. Um, of course, with Siner and Lucas Raymond being the names. So, there's some huge contracts going on the books this year. And I, and then you got to think too, like Bergeron's going to get something reasonable. Um, oh man, sorry. Uh, so th- there's, there's some of this, this money coming off the books. So I do want to mention that, but by no means, like you are absolutely 100% correct. Like both of these teams are going to be in super flexible positions going forward. And like I mentioned, doing a pretty good job in, challenging for at least a wild card spot but buffalo would not surprise me if they i don't know they have a hot start right at the beginning i'm it is a buffalo thing to do like buffalo does love their 10 and 0 starts and then they come back but man i forgot how stacked buffalo's defense was good lord there's a lot of interesting names that are uh, under 25. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you know, well, our beloved winged wheel. Ooh, you know, Sharat. I love the ghost bear, but he is 30. Um, uh, don't call me whole 31. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of long teeth in that lineup, and I know, yeah. I know, we got um, you know, Edmondson in the wings and a couple of our other prospects that we we name every off season and then we don't get to see him play. Um. But I'm just saying, like, Buffalo's guys are, like, ready to roll, son. Um, we are. I, I will say, like, it was two seasons ago. No. Oh, my God. No. So, September, you know, September and October start, that would mean we're three seasons removed from us doing an episode where, like, a surprise call-up was going to be Albert Johansson. And here we are. Still, he's still. It'll like, be a surprise. Oh, trade It'll be camp a surprise in a, in a different way. Wow, <laughs> he, he finally made it. Look at him. And 
and look, we're not uh, like we we tease. We know there's some folks that watch a lot more European and even minor league hockey way more than us. And they're like, eh, it's got some stuff. But um, I think it's pretty fair to say we're not looking at him going, wow, that that first pairing is going to have a real battle between Jake Wellman and Albert Johansson. Just, you know, just say it like for the sake Can of like, you know, some legitimate moves here on this team. But go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask a scary question. If we if we end up picking Buffalo as the measuring stick, um, going forward, their long term deals are uh, Matias Samuelson, um, Dylan Co. Is it Cousins? Cousins? I would say it. Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. Compare that to the, our beloved Red Wings, Dylan Larkin. Okay, I like that. Debrinket. I think we can all get behind that. Andrew Kopp for four years. JT Comfer, five years. Gonna be paying him when he's 33. And then a couple of three-year scary bombs in Sherratt Hall. And we do have the Wallman, who we do love very much. Um knowing that Buffalo, what they have locked up versus what we have locked up, versus yeah. the cap space that they're gonna have, versus the cap space that we have. Do they have the more enviable situation? N- no. I, I still think we're pretty close to being in lockstep with them. I just think the standings worked out better for Buffalo in the end. Um, and and this could be my own, like... Um, bias? Hometown bias? Oh, I, absolutely bias. But I, I was going to gear it more towards, like, I don't know Buffalo's, like, extended prospect list like we do for the red wings like where we can look at all these names and and kind of cross our fingers and um but like with buffalo it's just kind of like well i've i've seen what they've been able to put together on the top line and i hope to have that one day on the detroit red wings roster which i always feel is the harder thing to come by but i think again the red wings and going back to the ottawa and red wings conversation are looking for like that number one super duper star and maybe ottawa thinks they've already got it but for the wingdings i think we have a lot of great pieces and if we had that super duper star i think we have a lot of complementary pieces and then eiserman really built a prospect pool that will create for years to come uh the greatest bottom six of all time (laughs) so when when it's time when it's time and maybe a couple years down the road, like that's that's the side of things, you know, that makes the difference once we get into that playoff, uh not not just the hunt, but into a playoff run. Um but yeah, we're still we're still missing that huge piece. Yeah, I think that's a um a good, you know, kind of differentiator there. Um uh, also I forgot that Buffalo took I think two of our boys and Maddie Savoy and Zach Benson. It's like, God damn it. I wanted those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I did forget about, Oh man, the Benson pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, Owen power, Darlene. God, those are, uh, they're going to be pretty fun, Matt. <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty jealous. And I, I think, I think I, a lot of that's... it, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, like how we were terrified that the Red Wings offseason was over before Debrinket. And yeah. then we brought home the cat. We we're like, okay, this is a lot more digestible. I feel like we're a little, you know, competitive now. Um, I still feel like 
Ottawa and Buffalo have that leg up, like you said. You know, I feel like they have a number one guy, and we love Larkin. To bring it, you know, he's got a resume of being a goal scorer. I still don't feel like we have that super duper star. And I don't think that there's tons of argument against that. I mean, if we're going to say superstar is what, top 20 NHL player? I, I don't know if Larkin, he's excellent. I don't know if he's top 20, and that's that's okay. I don't want people to, you know, grind their molars tonight when they're trying to fall asleep. You're saying he's number 21 on the list. But, yeah, maybe he's 21. Maybe he's one tier down, which is just fine, but it doesn't give me the confidence that this team is, you know, um, to quote AEW, you know, got its four pillars. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and there's a nice little conversation about the Winnipeg Jack Jets going on. Um, oh, and, of course, Blake thinks I'm on crack for mentioning Buffalo. Maybe being right, on the Colorado avalanche uh, traje- trajectory. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we will be right back uh, and we'll go over that conversation. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Food Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, Kansas and West Virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the West Virginia lottery please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 and up in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire 7 days after insurance 1 boost per eligible game opt-in required max bet $50 10 plus leg required for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.com draft sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms even if you're not going on vacation summer's all about that vacation state of mind whether i want to listen to i don't know maybe red wings rant but whatever it is i know there's two earbuds in both my ears throughout the entire experience that's right it's the raycon earbuds um i'm gonna tell you right now raycons they absolutely are the best way to listen like i've got um i've got one of those little things on my raycon earbuds to make sure i don't lose them so i do like the little beep beep because now i i can't i can't operate without them i am so much in love with them uh, you've got the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode. Uh, they have the 32-hour battery life. They come with custom gel tips. And not to mention half the price of some of those other audio brands that are out there. Uh, and you've also got a 30-day happiness guarantee. Although, if you have the same experience I do, that won't even come into play. But if you want to go... If you want to make this experience even cheaper, create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Red Wings Rant listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Oh yeah, we're back. 
And yeah, and we're back. All right. That All was right. fun. All right, Jared fell asleep. Uh Crimson, Crimson asked Oh, I yeah, love that question. How many players do you need? How many I'm sorry. How many star players do you need to compete? Blake says at least six top end players. Now compete win us be a consistent stanley cup contender like are we competing um i mean it's just so many variables like are we competing in the sense that you know this this past season the florida panthers went to game 82 before they knew they were locked in for the playoffs um and you just want to get in right um and then you see what happens and things worked out for the Panthers up until the finals. Um, or do you kind of want to have that set up like the Boston Bruins and you're just going to roll through and get a president's <laughs> trophy. And uh, of course you're out in the first round, but um, I guess I, I love that question because there are <laughs> so many different ways to like digest this. Cause how, how many star players do the Red Wings have right now? Do you make the argument that they have Dylan Larkin, Alex Debrinkit, Moritz Sider? Um, do you have a ton of confidence in like a Huso? Do you have a ton of confidence in Lucas Raymond taking a step forward? Do you need to see more? If you have the super duper star, does David Perron come into play to be included in that list? Because he's going to be the kind of guy that has the hockey intelligence to be where he needs to be on the power play with that super duper star. Once we bring Elias Pettersson over here and he's going to be the guy receiving those passes and just knocking it in the back of the net. Does that, <laughs> is that included in your six top end? Is it top end production? Is it like perspective from the national, like who has the best superstars? Cause I think we're talking top end production because a lot of that gets kicked off by your super duper star right uh i think what the superstar does too is when you have peripheral guys um, and you're on a little bit of a cold streak you don't feel like the world is caving in because the superstar is still able to outperform uh you know 95 percent of the other players they go up against so it you know it it's able to extend you know success and i think it's able to snuff out um you know losing streaks or you know rough periods um so that you know it is just a rough period and not you know a rough game and a rough game turns into a rough couple games because you know that guy's so productive um i think you know that's the real value um there's no it's it, that i mean that's really what the superstar is right it's just you know we've even seen i'm not calling him one i'm just saying as a counter example Fabry have magical moments. My God, he hit somebody and he scored a goal. This guy's awesome. Oh, wait, he's, you know, out for the rest of the game. Um, you know, so it's it's about consistency, right? Doing it not just game in, game out, period in, period out, every shift. Um, I don't know. I, I guess, Matt, is it? Because somebody brought up, you know, what did Vegas do? Can we count Eichel? Star, Mark Stone, star, William Carlson, star. Are we going to put Barbashev in there after his playoffs? Uh, 
Right. That's actually I I wanted to talk about that because that that goes into the who's who's the guy that can play off of the superstar because Eichel's Eichel and Stone are my superstars and they're the guys making everyone else around them better. And Barbashev proved that was a hell (laughs) that was a hell of an investment at the trade deadline because Barbashev said, yeah, I, I can keep up with this. No problem. You give me the superstar. I will make him even better. I, he doesn't like control the superstardom, but he's going to play off the superstar and he's going to help production kick up a notch. So in that conversation, what I have said a year ago, that Barbashev is a, is, is a star player. I'm not calling him the superstar. No, but if you watch that playoffs and that was, if that was your first time watching hockey and all you watched were the golden Knights, you came away from those playoffs going, I'm getting a Barbashev Jersey. That guy just, he doesn't care if he ever has teeth again. He loves putting blood on the ice and he will do, he will kill his own family for Jack Eichel. Like it, it, it's, it's an interesting conversation. So that's where I'm, and I, Mike, I feel like you and I have been pretty consistent with this, but we've always said like, yeah, that move's great. But when does the superstar come along? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, like, how Zetterberg needed Pavel Datsuk to be able to stand out, you know? Because Pavel Datsuk, as we all know and agree, was the superstar of that team. Right, everyone? Right. Okay. I'm glad we all agree with that. <laughs> well, there's not going to be a debate on this show because you'll just get muted. So, <laughs> I mean, there's the Pavel Datsuk bobblehead, the autographs, multiple. Uh, I love Pavel. Um, I don't know. And I, I always hesitate, too, to like... You know what? Uh, Edmonton has now won back to back to back cups, and it's like, yeah, but that's that's more about roster construction. If you can't get the peripheral guys, I, I would much rather have like, you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> than Debrinket and Larkin. I mean, is right. that an argument? Is that really an argument to be made? Yeah, I I think I think sometimes we're being a little silly. Like when I I see some of the arguments online, and it's just like well, you just don't understand how long a rebuild takes. And it's like, yeah, and maybe that's nothing against Iserman because it would it, you know look at some of the first picks that have gone through and look at some of the luck we've had in the draft lottery. Yeah, it hasn't worked out, but still, it fucking blows to go into another <laughs> season and just be like. Man, um, it's going to be great when Mazer gets called up for nine games. Whew. You know, and it's it's just, and that is fun, but it's not as fun as playoff hockey. So, um, yeah. Um, by yeah, the way, and I don't know why... uh, did throw in a pushback for you. Um, the perfect human as our superstar. Oh yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Soap Dish. <laughs> Soap Dish, you've just been yeah. Using. That's Get right. It. Bye, Soap Dish. No. <laughs> um, I always when I I remember like I used to like put messages up on Facebook like 2009, 2010, and like they pop up in my time hop. But I was such a little. I was such a little baby that people like Zetterberg. And I was like, no, you should all like Pavel Tetsu. I was just like, how does nobody see it? And I just, 
God. And the Facebook messages still pop up on my, um, does anybody else use time hop? But yeah, I was, I, I was always like a little Pavel Datsuk bitch. Like I, I hated it. It made me so angry that nobody else saw that Datsuk carried the whole team. I'm not saying that's actually true, but that's what I saw when I was younger. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think we'll be all right. Um, somebody threw out there. Who was that? Dan? Oh, and yeah, Dan B. When Chicago starts off out, people sets in Detroit are going to explode. Um, I will say that it won't be at the Blackhawks necessarily. I think I'll just be more upset at the league that they once again have let one of the big market cities uh, win the draft. And <laughs> it definitely feels a little suspect. Um, so it, for me, it'll just be envy um, mm. of the Blackhawks and then uh, anger at the league, not anger necessarily at the, the Blackhawks. Now I I did throw in there because uh, when we went to break I I said we'll we'll talk about uh, the Winnipeg Jets but I was it Kyle Connor that was popping up in the in the comments but I know I know Jared said he was waiting for somebody to get moved and that probably started with Hellebuck. And you talk uh, about Hellebuck because of uh they might, like Buffalo might be a goaltender away from being um incredible so Right. So I'm just, I guess the point I'm coming to is I just, I'm looking at Winnipeg's roster and I don't, I don't see that superstar. I just see more guys that get put around the superstar. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe for the Jets, that superstar, I think, you know what? I shouldn't say maybe. Clearly the superstar for the Winnipeg Jets that puts them in the playoff conversation has been Hellebuck. And if you want to talk about, again, maybe you don't want to invest too much in a goaltender. I respect that. A lot. But then when you talk about superstar, you're talking about, and again, I asked this earlier, is it, are you, do you just care about the national perception or are you looking for production? Because regardless of whether or not you trust goaltenders, Hellebuck turns in an A plus Vesna performance year after year. And that's how Winnipeg gets there. Can you count on that next year? Would I trade for Hellebuck? Hell no. Eiserman has a great strategy for goaltenders. Just keep throwing goaltenders at the get just more goalies at the net. Let's see what happens. Let's see if one of them sticks. Um, I love that. But there's your superstar, and everyone played off of that. Now, you bring over Elias Pettersson. Oh, to boy. Bridge deal. And he was waiting to see what Vancouver would do long term yeah. for him and his future. You could see Vancouver's only put him in a worse situation. So I'm calling up the team that was happy to take Philip Aronik off our hands, call them up, and I'm going to say, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm sorry this isn't working out for you, for Pedersen. And I'm, I'm happy right now to give you so many pieces to try to help you reload. Here's Nate Danielson and Marco Casper. And first Woo. round pick. Whoa, man, man, it's another going first hot. round pick. Woo, that's a lot. Because those are our four first round picks that I would have gladly given up <laughs> two years ago <laughs> when I wanted to sign him and take him away from the restricted man, free agent market. The, the clip when you tease Red Wings rant on Spotify. I love that. He's stuck. You need to say that one more time. Um, so yeah, we were, when, if you're not familiar with, uh, 
UFA with how the restricted, restricted free agent agency. market yeah. works for anybody out there. Basically, what I wanted to do was steal Pedersen away from Vancouver, give him a contract that Vancouver couldn't match, in which case we would have had to give up four first-round picks. So right now, let's just give him those four first-round picks. We'll take Pedersen and, oh, man. Now that, Mike, that's another conversation going into this upcoming season. Um if you're if you're now your decision is like, oh God, uh, do we put Larkin on the wing or do we put him on the second line? Like those are decisions <laughs> where you're like, ah oh, shit, this is a team. Yeah, fuck yeah. But uh, uh Blake coming in again, he thinks I'm hitting the crack pipe. I like crack pipe, Matt. I want more of these these these, <laughs> these receipts that Matt's been saving uh for Pedersen and he will Can continue I- to save. You know what? That's that's on me too. That's almost myself calling me out because I said I would have glad. Like I was always like, yeah, it was, you get you get Elias Pettersson. So wait, instead was, of rolling uh, the dice to see if you on, win wait, the lottery, it was Casper Danielson first round pick that is yet to be determined. And what was the? Was there another one? Oh, I just threw in another first round pick. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Because I remember the <laughs> Jared, value. Matt you... got his braid bleached in Florida. You guys. <laughs> Is that is that really how everyone like you guys wouldn't put Elias Pettersson? You wouldn't trade two maybes and two late first round picks for Pettersson. I know Matt has a really Pettersson fetish. I know, but like it's 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 a it's we... a it's a verified yes for two maybes and a who knows and a who knows. Right. I I don't know. I. I'm kind of on board. I I was kind of playing around at you're, first. You're talking I'm... yourself into your own theory yeah. that you made up. Wow, <laughs> Matt. Way to go out on a limb. <sighs> Jared, how do you not have a tan? Well, I will tell I am he pretty tan. I'm in a dark Instagram. room. So he was very busy. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, I. You guys can call me crazy, but listen. Uh, I know he put up a hundred and two fucking points last season, but I'm not that impressed. I really want to <laughs> see this Nate Danielson guy who could have been less excited about being a Detroit Red Wing, uh, four foot six, Marco Casper, <laughs> and then a couple of first round picks that'll be at the end of the first round. That's uh, what Dan I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, Sandine uh, had a nice goal today. Maybe he's only one year away. Okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like that's the thing, Dan, is that we're still talking about like you know you know who had a shit ton of good goals in the NHL last year? Who's that? <laughs> Elias Wait, Patterson. Oh man. <laughs> oh, Jared, that... Jared's carrying the goal somehow. He said, Dad B, here's the goal. <laughs> man, where? If we... If what does that mean? Nate Danielson and Marco Casper's uh, point production for the next five years, will they get to the hundred points that Elias put up this past season? Your thoughts? Aren't we all, did we all come to the agreement that we're like, oh yeah, like Marco Casper, Nate Danielson, middle six, we nailed it. Like, didn't we? Didn't we all come to that agreement on draft day? And now we're like, no, you can't trade two middle six centers for. Soap dish. If the trade is such a slam dunk, why would Vancouver do it? They would not have been trading for those players. They would have been trading for more maybes. 
because the picks hadn't been made yet. So we would have had to trade four first rounders to get access to the restricted free agent. And then the risk for the Red Wings is, well, you're giving up four picks. Could be like number one, number one, number one, number one. But we know how the Red Wing ping pong balls go. So you're giving up four picks. And then you're giving up what ends up being a 7.35 million, which is right in Debrinkit's, you know, uh, in Larkin's, you know, wheelhouse. He's getting... He's getting paid less than to bring it, Matt. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, and soap dish, I, I, I hear you on that. Like, I think it, I think it is. I, I would go for it. But I think you're, you're seeing in the chat and probably across the league, like too. Like, I, I mean, you got to give up something to get something. So I'm not. I, I, I for me, I have no problem doing it. But. I think you could clearly see there's there's uh, like in the chat here. Nobody wants to give up Nate and Marco Casper, but I I still say like you got it at some point. You guys need we need. It's, we walked away from that Debrinket trade. And we were all just like ah, oh, phew, nothing gone. All right, Debrinket, here we come. And I said all along, you said it too, Mike. Like eventually we need a move where we're st- we're like okay, we got we got a good player, but this hurts a little bit. That still hasn't happened. We need some pain. No pain, no gain, right? Jared, wait. Well, we can't give up a Letty and get a Wallman. See, you know what? Now you guys are you, you're way off here. Now, now you're you're taking this into a completely incorrect direction. Like that, you you weren't trading for Wallman to get <laughs> Jake Wallman. That worked out. I also think that, you know, I'm not going to, you can't really win if you're doing a, hey, we traded a, you know, a C plus for a B minus. Big win! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, it's more like you could have taken, you know, four, ooh, these are, oh, this this could be huge. They're first round picks. Wow. Or to get a guy who's actually an A, like he's ready to go. And, Matt, um... Correct me if I'm wrong. Pedersen signed a three-year deal, right? So he's got one year left coming up. Mm -hmm. And so does that mean his previous years, we were going to trade for him when he had... It wasn't last season, right? The reason I'm I'm asking you this question... He signed a three-year deal, right? It looks like it's up after this season. Mm -hmm. At that juncture, um, his... He'd played a 71-game season, 66 points. 68-game season, 66 points. Then he had a 26er, right? A COVID mess-up year, I think. Or, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah it was covid Um, 26 games, 21 points. We were kind of like, oh, maybe. It was after that that he got 80, 80 games, 68 points. And then the monster season last year. So I think there was still a lot of inherent risk in... Well, maybe he just had a, you know, lucky rookie sophomore year because he wasn't like flying out of the gate, you know, 26, 21. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And and I remember like you guys all called me crazy for like wanting to sign Patterson at that point. And it's fine. I've been called crazy for a long time for this Patterson stuff, but I. I think all that's happened now between then and now is the possibility of us getting Pedersen actually probably got cheaper. 
because Patterson's probably just going to want out. So the whole point of his bridge deal is to see what Vancouver would do. And Vancouver didn't really improve their position in the league. So um, when I, I, you know, still, I, I still think you could get Patterson probably. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being, you know, maybe a little tongue in cheek, but also if that trade got announced tomorrow, I, I might be the only, maybe I'm the only one who's like, yes, go Iserman, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> but um, I know. think that, isn't that, isn't that trade though, like a case in point of yours and my whole thesis about r- roster construction? Mm-hmm. Like maybes and prospects, or this guy is like right there to be a superstar. Look, Blake, right here, man. I see flashes of a Ginla and Raymond. I think he'll be a superstar soon. And I, Blake, I, I don't even disagree with you. But it's still you threw in the word think and the word flashes. I don't know, man. Like Pedersen was already a great two-way player, and then he decided to put up a hundred points. So I, I just, and it looked like it was going in that direction. I, I don't know, guys. I'm okay. Like I think, at some point, we're gonna, we're gonna, if, if things don't, like, if we don't make like a huge move, the conversation's gonna be like, oh, we should have traded that guy last year. You know, and I'm gonna hate that conversation. Because I hate telling you guys I told you so. It's just, it breaks my heart. And if there's anything worse than that, it's me having to listen to Matt. Oh, my God. And look, you guys can come in. I Absolutely. In the comments. Um, you know, when they're putting up, when Casper and Danielson connect, and I have to put up on X, you know, a, a clip of their goal where, you know, it's Danielson's, 80th goal of the year and Casper got the the assist and he's now at assist 100 like absolutely yeah. comment and so you say like see I told you Matt you're a big idiot um I just I, I don't know I, I I've, I've do it how about that yeah do it I have no problem with it we you guys could throw the I told you so's back at me my hot take right now is uh I'm okay giving up a lot of prospects for something juicy right now I think and and this conversation of like, um, Mike, your your question of where where's the measuring stick is great because now we're at this point where we're like we want to be better than Ottawa and Buffalo, and you can look at those rosters right now and say, you know who else is going to be gunning for fucking Elias Pettersson? Those fucking two. So you, at some point you got to beat them to it, right? Or we're just going to sit here and go, hey, you know what? Eventually that cider contract's coming off and we'll we'll be right back in the running for, for lottery picks and Iserman. You know, they always say 18 years before you get in the playoff run. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. But it's just there's there's like I guess it's just the difference between conservative and and, and aggressive. And um you know, it's almost like we cheated with Debrinket because that was exactly what I wanted to have happen. And I almost, I'm almost bummed out that there wasn't any pain with it. Like we just kind of cheated to get a guy who wanted to be here. <laughs> and we even got him on like a great extension. 
um, or new contract. I don't know. I guess you don't call it an extension when technically he has no contract, but uh, I still think we're all, we're all in agreement, right? Like that's not a Stanley cup contender. Uh, right. So let's make it a Stanley cup contender. I don't know. We're at an hour. Mike and I said, we do 30 minutes. I just, uh, I, oof. if there, if there was a season to be on the cusp, this is it. Steve, I need you to put your visor balls on the table <laughs> because if you don't want to trade anything, <laughs> you can look at Austin Matthews. If you're okay to give up stuff and get a younger guy, Pedersen is a restricted free agent. You could try it again. And, uh, yeah, you might have to say goodbye to uh, Nate Danielson. You might have to say goodbye to Marco Casper. You might have to say goodbye to Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> but, you know, that's a maybe on the fourth line or that a guaranteed first line guy. Nobody nobody Come wants on. Elmer Soderblom anymore. It's it's done. <laughs> uh, I. I, I think with how many guys Iserman signed in the offseason, I don't I, I don't know if Soderblom's gonna see a lot of Detroit ice time. How dare you? How dare I'm you? sorry. I'm just basing it off of reality. Matt Max Boltman just told me that Comfer's going on waivers. <laughs> how is Toronto still twelve million over the cap? Um, that's one team I haven't looked at today. I don't know how they're, they're operating. Are they waiting for somebody to break a leg? How does that work? Are they trying to pull it to Tampa Bay and just, what do you guys well, they... go on a ski do and <laughs> rip your groin in half and just come back for the playoffs? So cat cap friendly does have this cute little like, um, statistic of like some of cap hits from the players that we estimate are likely to be placed on long-term injured reserve what and it's still at 10 million so they still have two million dollars to clear so yeah let's just bring in austin matthews this year i don't know god what is the problem you guys just spend the illich money and make me happy for 82 games I don't know why you guys have such a huge problem with me being happy. You guys disappoint me. <laughs> um, um, I can't, I, Matt, this is, I don't even know what to compare Toronto's books to. Their whole team is gone, like, next season. Gone. Yeah. It's like Tavares and Marner, then they both only have one year left. Like, gone. Gone. The whole team. Gone. Man, uh, they, Dan B. They, can you imagine if they suck for like the first month? <laughs> oh God, that'd be so great. Uh, Dan B says you do understand how effing competitive Iserman is, right? And the effing tells me that Dan, you're getting angry at me, and I do want to throw in there a little bit of this is is performative. So I don't I don't want anybody to get too upset, but for sure Steve's competitive. But does that? Does you knowing that you have a competitive general manager, is that what brings you guys to Little Caesars Arena? Right? Uh, like, I player, love... Good players and winning does. Yeah, just winning. <laughs> just winning. So, uh, the other one was... Oh, Dan, uh, this is Dan B again. Deep breaths and patience. And I, I, it's not. we're not going anywhere. 
we're still, you know, Red Wings ran is alive and well. <sighs> I, 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 wow. All right, man, I guess. I, I, I don't want to have dead air. I, I, listen, listen, I don't want to have dead air. I just, I can't think of a time when a, a team, like their entire nucleus is going to be up for contracts and could just walk. They have to trade one of the, like one or two of those guys for a bundle of young guys. Cause they, there's nobody left. So we really need, those goofballs at debt news and freep to start talking about how great our prospects are um, to start giving them more value <laughs> so we can sell them to Toronto uh, for win now guys. It's so funny too. Like Pertuzzi's totally not going <laughs> to resign with that. No, good for him I, getting uh, five mil, you know, did you hear the story behind that too? Mm-hmm. Like he was waiting on Boston and Boston was waiting on somebody else to sign. So Tyler just was like, I, all right, all right. I'll, I'm gonna go sign over here since you guys are <laughs> kicking your kicking a rock between your feet. Um, it was weird. Like Tyler, like I feel kind of bad for him because he got lowballed by Steve. Boston dicked around with him, and now Toronto is still like, uh, we won't give you anything long term here. You got to earn it. And it's it's just like if I was Tyler Bertuzzi, I'd just be like, what the fuck do I have to do? What are they doing to us? <laughs> but yeah, well, did you go through that list of uh, Austin Matthews and Nylander? Um, I don't know. Like after that, it gets pretty easy. Like they don't, they can upgrade over TJ Brody. Uh, Mark Giordano was never going to make the huge difference for them. Uh, who else is on this list? Um, yeah, I mean, Klingberg was, was, <laughs> was recent, so... Um, that was a one year, but yeah, Bertuzzi's on that list. Max Domi made a lot of sense, but also just put them further over the cap. Um, Sam Lafferty, Dylan Gambrell. It's just, you can't go into next season and tell yourself, like, if the cap doesn't go up by a ton, you can't go, well, we're going to increase these two contracts for Nylander and Matthews when you're already 12 million over, right? Like, and who who's going to be on LTIR based on this list, right? Like they can't just keep bringing in guys to replace everyone that's injured, <laughs> right? I, yeah, I don't know how that works. If uh, you know John Tavares is going to get treated like uh, Brock Lesnar with a part time contract, right? Uh, we really need that eleven mil, but we, um, we'll see so uh, that, next April. Because they still have two mil to clear with uh, with Muzzin and and Matt Murray, who I think Matt Murray just was announced while we were gone these last couple of weeks. But Jared says Shanahan going to have to Nancy Kerrigan someone. And then he, he will. But I'm I'm just, I'm trying to do it at two mil and also <laughs> also make sure that they have a team to ice. And you're not going to do it to Max Domi, right? You're not, you you brought him in to, to bring in, I don't know. What are, what are they trying to do there? Just rekindle his father's spirit just in a tinier softer body <laughs> cuz you know he's he's not he's not like his father right like sometimes he's a little bitch and gets annoying but he's not he's not Ooh. his dad um, just mean like knocking teeth down people's throats kind of thing i don't know fun fun fact too toronto okay. in the next 3 years for the first and second round 
The next three years combined, they have two picks. They have a first in 2024, uh, first in 2026, no first in 2025, no seconds in any of those years. So, I mean... I'll take they, John Tavares if they, if they, they give us their the first round pick in 2024. <laughs> if they crap the bed, I mean, they they don't even have, like, you know, a pipeline to start building here. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. Yep. Well, uh, we're at an hour... Um, we did it, Matt. We promised we wouldn't, and God damn it, we did it again. I, I I really am happy with this episode, too, because everyone's so mad at us that if we take another break, we might not get anyone to come back. But I, I love you guys. I do. I just, um, you know, when you have nothing to talk about, <laughs> there's no hockey, then the the hot takes are going to come flying. And Hot um, takes come in, and you just uh, rip on Toronto for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> rip on Toronto That's for usually a bit. Third- content yeah so i mean yeah like next year when we're flying with nylander and Patterson on our first line like yeah that's a stanley cup team <laughs> and then edvinson's got another year under his belt and he's getting uh you know his elc contract still rolling man that's gonna be great Can i say too that if we mm-hmm. got nylander um that would be like a pragmatic move I want the big gun. I want yeah. the big one. I want the big one. Uncle Steve, get me the big one. I want Patterson or Matthews. I want the big one, Uncle Steve. <laughs> are we still are we still keeping an eye on Clayton Keller? Or are we that's another like upper nineties war percentage from the J Fresh cards? <laughs> um by the I got so distracted. I'm so sorry I didn't even hear your question. My Craig McDonald saying, latest rumor, Solderblom, Sherratt, Wallander, we get Carlson. And Jared going, McDonald, did you start that rumor? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, man. Um, how fast do you say yes to that if you're Steve Eiserman? Uh, how... Not if you're Mike. Yeah, because I would say no. You're not getting no, I... MVP. No. I Man. I don't know. I I think I still don't want to do that. Honestly, with Carlson, <laughs> I think last year was was more of a flash. I, I think if, that was the last. That was the last of a dying star. If I have um, to say goodbye to the money, the mighty end, um, <laughs> I want one of my big. I want the big one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having a crappy Christmas with Carlson. No. I Would want, you trade Tage Thompson for Elmer Soderblom, Mike? One for one. So you still get a tall guy and you get a guy who's, you know, produce, produce so well. I get a tall guy, but do I get the tallest? (laughs) Actually, that's a great question. I don't know off the top of my head if they did like inch and a half, but I think they're both listed at six foot eight. Wow. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought Tage friendly has Tage at six, six. Soderblom six, eight. Yep. I've so, looked at it many times. So your um, Buffalo calls up GM Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's my first day. What's going on? Um, I really this is like exciting. Shrat. I can't believe I'm the GM. Rat's gonna it? bring on a grit to the Buffalo Sabers that we need on the defensive side, and I need Elmer Soderblom. And the only thing I can I can toss your way, I can imagine, the only thing you'd consider is Mr. Tage Thompson. 
from Oyster Bay, New York. The next thing, the next exchange would be the GM of Buffalo going, hello? Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael. I think he hung up. He hung up. All right. Two straight seasons. On, a, on average for Tage, we'll call it 40 goal seasons, but he had a 38 goal and a 47 goal season. Yeah, but did you see how tall Soderblom is? <laughs> I feel like you don't get it. He's the tallest man in the world. All right, let's let's get this show, Matt. All right. Thanks for coming along, guys. I appreciate it. Um, Dan B, great show, boys. Can't wait for the season to get going. Just so that we stop giving hot takes, I'm assuming. And um... <laughs> <laughs> he also says Steve would drive to San Jose to pick up Carlson. All right. Craig, uh, more guys, more hit that. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> hit that like button if you guys had a little bit of fun uh hit the like button if you hated my hot takes and uh subscribe if you hated my hot takes and we'll see you guys uh we'll, i'm gonna say we'll see you soon because i'm going i have a work trip next week so we'll we'll see what happens uh, i know all right see you guys <laughs>